Welcome back into the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie and very excited for today's guest, one of my favorite players I got to work with here at Nebraska and Husker men's basketball alum, Derek Walker, who's in town. You uh, took in that big upset win over number one Purdue. Um, I want to get into all of that, but how you doing? You staying warm? You were mentioning how cold this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen snow all year, but uh, I am doing my best to stay warm. Uh, I got a couple layers on right now, but I'm doing good overall. Well, how is it being back in Lincoln? It's nice. It's nice. I've seen a lot of smiles, and I don't think I've stopped smiling since I've been back. That's awesome. Um, well, you were in attendance. You were in the building for the big win over Purdue. Um, what, what brought you back here? Were you, were you coming for that matchup specifically? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, especially because I got a vendetta against uh, Zach Eady. <laughs> nah, he's a great player, but uh, no. Uh, I just got back in town on Friday, and um, I haven't been to a game this year, and I didn't know when I was going to be able to come to a game, and I said, this is the game. Um, so I, I was happy that I was able to pick this game to go to, because um, I didn't know they were number one in the nation also. So um, to come to this game um, and to get the outcome that we get did, oh, it was amazing. And you guys almost got them last year. We did, yeah. It was close. Well, you were in the stands. I thought it was really neat. You came down, you were hugging Jamarcus Lawrence, a lot of the guys that were mm -hmm. you were teammates with. But to see them accomplish that feat, what was it like for you to take in, to watch up there and, and see them accomplish it? Um, like you said, we almost got them last year, and I feel like we should have got them last year. So I think some of those guys that was here last year remembered that um, and remembered that they're a team that can be beat. Um, and I like to give a lot of credit to Rank, um, who came out the gate, and I think he set the tone with how th that day was going to go. So you even were part of the court storm. I mean, it was like <laughs> you, Coach Roll, Trev Alberts, uh -huh. all uh, run out there. Uh, how was that to get to experience that? It was amazing. It was amazing because I don't think we got a court storm last year. So uh, it was just amazing to be a part of that. Um, as a fan, you know, it's a different perspective as a fan versus uh, just being on the court. And I was telling my buddy that uh, while watching the game, it's such a different feel. But um, it was just nice to just be a fan and just watch and just get into that environment that everyone else was in. And, um, you know, I could kind of see myself on the court. And now I could, I could see from the fans' perspective of how we play and what it looks like. Was it weird, I guess, sitting up there in the stands? No, <laughs> no, no. I think uh, for me, I think um, my time here, I made the most of it. Um, so I, I had no regrets by sitting in the stands, and I, um, I honestly just enjoyed it and, um, and just appreciated it. You know, I appreciate what uh, Coach Hoiberg is doing with these guys and with the program. And for me, I'm just happy to see the ball still rolling. You know, and, and again, just getting to share with some of those guys that, and it's not over, obviously, and, mm -hmm. and that was one of the first things they said, but, you know, Casey and, and guys that Jamarcus yeah. that you played with, how proud did that make you to get to see them get to do that, what they did on, on Tuesday night? Very proud, very proud. Um, everyone knows Casey is going to do what he do, but to uh, see Jawan um, out there making plays, knowing what he's been through with basketball and his shoulder and just injuries and stuff like that, um, seeing the growth in Jamarcus Lawrence, because um, he was a good freshman last year, but he's taken on just being a, a better leader. Um, he's running the team a lot more. Um, and. My guy CJ, you know, got yeah. to see him catch his rhythm, and, uh, and I know that's always been a big thing for him. So to just to see him in his element and feeling good about himself and taking the shots that I know he can make, um, it was amazing, you know. Um, it, that that was one thing I was going to ask you about it. A couple of those guys, and, and CJ, he's in the starting role, and he's coming off the bench. 
What can you say about just the way that a guy like him is embracing his role and then mm -hmm. thriving in it and has been a big part of some of these big wins here this season? Um, I think he handles his role really well. Um, you know, everyone always feels like they can do more, they can be the guy, but I think CJ, he does what's needed of him. Um, and I don't think he gets too down on himself. And I think he's just a, a good fighter. He's a good kid. And whether or not the ball's falling for him, he's going to continue to play hard. He's going to continue to be a good teammate. Um, he's always going to be happy. And he just loves the game and he loves winning. So uh, he's really selfless in a sense. Um, and he's just an amazing person, you know. Uh, me and CJ are pretty close. We talk a lot. Um, so just seeing him, just whatever role he's in, he's, he's going to get the job done. So I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy for CJ. You guys were a really close group last year. Mm -hmm. And then you're seeing that translate to this season because it, it was such a big part of what you guys were able to do, especially at the end of last yeah. season. Why is that so important for a basketball team to have that kind of trust and chemistry that goes beyond what you do on a basketball court? Um, it's important to have that chemistry because you want to be on the same page, especially in a, a tight game like last night. You know, if you don't have that chemistry, you don't come out with the win. You know, and for us last year, we had good chemistry, and that's why we were able to win those, those close games because we knew, like, for me, I knew – I know Casey, you know, I know when Casey, I know Casey wants to get, get a shot, you know, no matter if it's at the rim or if it's at a three. Um, so for, for me, it, it made it so much easier for me, but it made it easier for him because he knew that I was going to find him, mm -hmm. you know. So having that chemistry, it, um, it, it builds trust within the team and um, you, you just, you can relax a little bit because you know your guys are going to make a play, you know. Sam, Sam Hoiberg. Lots of credit to him. You know, he's became that guy, like that clutch guy. That's like we're just waiting for him to make a big time play at the end. You know, and I think he's embraced that role. And I think the team trusts that he's going to make a play and he's going to knock down shots and he's going to play hard. He's going to defend the best player and he's going to get the job done. So with that, you kind of you, you have less worries going into the game. You and Casey had a neat relationship. You mentioned that, how, how you guys played off of each other. But it seems like he's so very well liked in that locker room. What is it about him that makes him such a, a great teammate and a teammate that you guys all just seem to rally around and is infectious? Uh, he's him. You know, he's just him. He, he's a good locker room guy. He jokes a lot. Um, he talks stuff a lot. But uh, he's animated, too, when he's on the court. But his passion for the game, you know, he takes crazy shots, but... He works on those shots, and you and you trust that he's going to hit those shots. So, Casey is just a, a gem, you know. Um, and I think he was very underrated coming into the Big Ten, and I think he's just proven himself in the Big Ten to the world that he belongs here and he belongs at the next level. And you'd also mentioned Rink and how he set the tone. And there's a really cool photo of you guys embracing on mm -hmm. the court in the middle of the court storm. What's that relationship been like getting to know Rink? This is my first time talking to Rink. Really? Yeah, it was my first time. Well, I talked to him before the game, um, and, and Sam, I don't know, he was like, you got any tips for him? And I was just like, yo, go at him. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's a game within a game. He doesn't want to foul. He's, he's a lot bigger, so that means he's a lot slower than you. Um, you can space the floor and you can kill him in a post. And he did just that. Wow. Um, so Rank, Rank is amazing. I've watched him uh, throughout this year. Um, so I'm glad I got to meet Rank, you know. Uh, and I feel like it was a lot of pressure to come in and fill the role that I played. Mm -hmm. That I played, And I think he's doing a tremendous job of playing that role 
at his own beat. You know, I don't expect him to be like me. I expect him to be rank, and he's being rank, and he's doing a great job at it. You know, you uh, led the team in assists in, in Big Ten play last year. Now he's one of the leaders in assists. The the passing Big Ben with that Coach Hoiberg loves. How did he? Enhance that for you? How did he capitalize on, on your ability to pass the basketball? And, and I guess not just you, but, but big men that can really see the floor mm -hmm. like that. Um, why is he so good at utilizing that? Well, yeah, he, he runs a great offense. You know, it's an offense that where you can get a shot out of anything, you know. Um, and with that, it's a bunch of reads. So if you can read the court and you have good IQ, um, you can get those easy passes. And like I said, I played with Casey. You know, I remember last year there were a few games where I think I got five assists just with to him alone, you know. So um, just when the guys buy into the to the offense, it works, you know, and it and it's easy. You know, you don't have to do too much to get a bucket or get an assist because you got guys that can make shots. You got guys that's going to make the right read and all you got to do is just give them the ball. You know, and they talked a lot about your IQ, and, and that was something that you could do. But did that, did he even develop that even more with you of being able to kind of realize when you can get guys' shots and, and when you take your own shot? Uh, yeah, I think he, um, you know, I like to just think a play of head, and Hoiberg notices that. So he put me in positions to where I could make my own passes and make my, uh, create shots for myself. Um, and like I said, the guys we have, like, all you got to do is get them the ball. So I think with Fred knowing that I'm a selfless guy and I want to get others the ball, he loved it. And he said, yo, this can work. And we got the guys around it that's going to make it a lot easier for you. So Fred does a great job of capitalizing on everyone's skills and mindsets. Um, so he, he just put me in the best position to put others in the best position. You, know, you you transferred here, you stuck it out, um, you believed in the program, and, and you didn't quite get to where I know the goals that you guys had set out to do to get to the, the postseason. But in the day and age where you can get into the transfer portal at any point in time, what made you believe and want to stick it out through the rest of your career? Um, the grass isn't greener, always, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I got here when Fred got here, you know. So for me personally, I feel like that would be wrong for me to just leave him like that um, because I think the year before last we we got the ball rolling where we won those games yeah. towards the end of the year and he did a great job of bringing in new people um, so just having those guys and just having um, Fred's back and Fred has my back you know me and Fred have been through a lot with each other um, and I look up to Fred I love Fred so for me I, I just felt that like this was the place to be because I, I just couldn't turn my back on Fred. You know, that's my guy. And honestly, if it was anyone else, I probably would have left. But it was Coach Hoiberg. And I love him. And he's a, he's a good guy. You know, he welcomes me to his house. He loves me. And you don't, you don't run away from that love. Hmm. Also, I'd ask you about Nate Linzer and the job he's done defensively. And, you know, it kind of started last year and how you mm -hmm. guys really locked in defensively. Now you're carrying over. Why was that a big part of the evolution, too, of what this team's been able to do at the end of last season and then carrying over into this season? Because um, he does a great job of just being himself. He brings a different attitude, a different mindset, but he, he's day in and day out, and he's going to work, um, and he's going to push you to be the best, and he's great at what he does. You know, um, Nate Lindsay, he puts the time in, he puts the work in, and if there's any time that you need help, he's going to help you and he's going to push you um, no matter who it is, whether it's me, Jamarcus, or, 
whoever's on the court, you know, you're not too big to be coached, and he's going to coach you day in and day out because this matters to him. You know, it's his life, and he loves it, and he wants to win just as much as everyone. I think he's probably the biggest competitor in the gym every day. You know, so I think every day when he steps on in that line, it's time to compete. It's time to get better because there's a goal at the end of the year that we all want to achieve. He relies on Jawan Gary a lot to set the tone defensively, and, and you brought him up too. And he's a guy that he's led the team in scoring multiple times. His mm -hmm. offense, we've seen his offensive game grow a lot this season, but also what he does on the defensive end. He guards one through five, his yeah. rebounding, everything that he does. What kind of impact does a player like that, like a Jawan Gary, have on a team? Uh, everyone needs a Jawan Gary, you know, because he's a selfless guy, and you know he's going to get his. He's going to take his shots when he takes his shots. You know, he's not as selfish. He's going to give the ball up, but he plays hard. You know, he want to get those blocks. He want to get those steals. You know, so you get them them breakaway dunks. But you know, he just he always puts himself in the position to make a play, mm -hmm. and he's just one of those guys that just has a knack for just being at the right place at the right time. And, you know, like I said, that trust factor, you know, you trust Juwan to do his job. You know, I remember last year playing in Minnesota where I, uh, towards the end, I took a couple of shots and they came off and he's flying at the rim getting them. And I didn't even know where he was. I just turned around <laughs> and he's flying, you know, and that just, that just made me feel more comfortable that I can put up a shot and even, even if I miss that, my teammates going to come clean it up. So, you know, it just allowed me to just not feel all the pressure on me and like not feel the pressure of like having to make this shot because... You know, there's guys that's around you that's going to play hard, like Jawan, and if you miss it, he wants that tip dunk, you know. So him getting those blocks and those steals and just playing defense, because he's a big guy, you know, and he can move. So I think he's very versatile, and like I said, he wants to win. He, he's a competitor, so he don't care who you put in front of him. He's going to go at you, and he's going to try and make the right play every time. Great perspective. Uh, you also mentioned a little bit Sam Hoiberg. How did you mm -hmm. see him develop and grow from the walk-on to the scout team to – you guys needing him last year to then the role that he's playing this year again. Yeah. You know, he's making game-winning plays that mm -hmm. he made towards the end of last season, but he's a guy that this team has to have now. Yeah, he's a true competitor. Um, not even just because his coach's son. I don't think that has anything to do with it. He's a true competitor. You know, he's one of those guys. He's strong. He gets in the gym, and, like, he'll take on any challenge you, you give him. You, you give him the best guard of the nation, he's going to guard him. Just, that's just his mindset. You know, um, I already know Sam can shoot, but just him f finding that role, I think it's just, it just kind of happened, you know? And now it's like, like I said, he, everyone expects him to do that, you know, no matter whether he's a walk-on or a, a, a scholarship player or not. I used to talk to Sam a lot last year. I'm like, yo, do you, would you, would you get out of here and like go actually play somewhere? <laughs> You know, like, just, like, I was, like, would you want to, like, just be a walk-on for your, like, you know, because walk-ons usually don't play. It's usually never the, the, the uh, narrative. Mm -hmm. But he found his niche, and he, he excels in it, and he works hard, and he plays hard. So I think him just being him and being a competitor he is, he found his way, and I couldn't be more happier than him. You know, he put himself in a great position to where he's needed. Um, although we had the injuries and stuff like that, um, he showed up. And that's what matters most. You have to show up when your, your number is called. And he does that every time, day in and day out. And uh, Jamarcus Lawrence, another one of your teammates, you, you had mentioned too, he's taken on a new role. But how good has he been defensively too? And, and you, most freshmen are not as good as he was last year on the defensive end. But again, picking up that role that mm -hmm. maybe Emmanuel Bandamel had to play last year, 
you know, how big is that to have a guy like that that, that you can rely on to guard the ball and, and but then also move over to the point guard position if you yeah. need him to? Uh, I'm going to also ask something about Sam. Sam was one of those guys we had to tell to chill and uh, walk through. <laughs> like, literally, we, we were in walkthroughs and we were like, Sam, it's just a walkthrough. Stop going 100%. <laughs> you know, but uh, on to Jamarcus. Jamarcus uh, came in last year as a true freshman and he got thrown into the games and I remember early in the season, I was always like having to talk to Jamarcus and just like, yo, you're all right. If you make a mistake, you're a freshman. It's okay, you know, because um, he wanted to do the right thing all the time. And because you put that much pressure on yourself, you make mistakes. And I'm just like, yo, it's fine. You're learning, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember towards the end of the season, I was like, Jamarcus, I don't talk to you no more. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nah, it's a great thing. Uh -huh. It's a great thing because that means that I, like, I trust you and you, you're doing your job. So... For him, um, I always tell him it's a game within the game and just think the game, and I think that's what he's doing the best, you know. Um, even if his shots are fall, he doesn't fall, he continues to push the ball. He continues to get the guys in the offense, and he's taking on that point guard role or whatever you need him to do, um, and he's a great defender. He loves defending. Um, I think for young people um, always coming in, that's, that's always the question, can you defend? It's not always about offense, and he, he's showing everyone that he can defend at a high level, and he's showing everyone that he can control the team at a high level. Um, and this is only his second year, so he's going, he's still learning. You know, it's still a learning every game, you know, um, just because that's what happens when you're going throughout college and you're so young, but he's doing amazing. I think we broke down uh, most of the guys that you played with, but going back to the theme that's kind of Coach Hoiberg, talked about last year that w was really good for this program but then that's carried over into this year is that guys embracing their role and we mentioned mm -hmm. CJ Wilcher but just at any given point whatever it might be just embracing your role and that's not always easy for guys that come in and want to have you know score 20 a game or, or whatnot right. what is it about coach Hoiberg and his staff that he gets guys to buy into that that you know you don't always have to be the star you just got to do your job your role and that's what makes the most successful team um i think Hurryberg does a great job of just letting guys know that you don't have to force it in his offense or on his defense um because it's an offense that's built for everyone not just one or two people mm -hmm. um and i think the guys do a great job of seeing that and coach Hurryberg, he's an offensive-minded guy so He'll let you take bad shots, and he gives you the trust, you know. Um, he won't pull you if you do something crazy just because he was there before. He's a good player's coach because he's been there. Um, so I think because of that, he's able to relate to the guys, and he's able to allow the guys to have some freedom um, and maturity, and I think that's the biggest thing. He allows them to mature within his offense and with the way he coaches, um, and I think that's great for just the players' mindsets, you know, because – Whatever role you put them in, whether it's the five, four, three, two, or whatever it is, you can have a 20-point game. And it's any given night. You know, like I said, it's not one person every night that's going to score X amount of points. It can be Jawan, It can be Rank. It can be Josiah. It can be anyone on the team. And I think he does a great job of just when guys are hot, he's going to feed them. And he's going to mm -hmm. find them the ball. And, and he's, uh, he's an offensive genius. You know, um, and I think that's what attracted the guys to him as well, just because he knows that, like, he has everyone's best interest at heart. Yeah, I, I remember last year, I've told this story a few times, but Sam Griesel, when he first got to working with Coach Hoiberg, and there was something that he drew up in an inbounds and was like, oh, my gosh, that's genius. How, mm -hmm. you know, how he saw some of the things that he saw. When did you realize that? Were there some points along the way that you were like, dang, he sees it in a different way? 
I realized that when I came to talk to Fred before, oh, like before I came to Nebraska. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I can't, I drove here from Kansas City to talk to Fred before coming here, and I don't think we talked about defense, <laughs> <laughs> which wasn't bad. But he's an offensive guy, and you know, he's Fred's one of those guys. He's gonna get in the gym with you and shoot, um, and he's going He's never gonna put you down. He's always gonna just allow you to be better, you know. And he's not. He's like I said. He never takes confidence. He only gives it. Um, and that's what attracted guys as well. That's why Greasel was able to just start to be himself and just have a great season just because he had that confidence. And when you have the coach's confidence as well, it, it allows you to just become a way better player than you ever were. Oh, that's incredible. Okay, so, you know, and I had mentioned this before, but your name comes up a lot still just talking about some of the things that you guys were able to do last year that implemented that, that fed into what this team's able to do this year. When you look back, and what are some of the things, the most important things that you hope that you left behind that you implemented that your impact is lasting on and, and leaving an impact on these guys here this season? Um, for me and my career, I just, if anyone's watching and anyone wants to come in, I, I just want them to know that Nebraska can win. And Nebraska doesn't have to be the bottom of the conference every year. And we can get things done here. And we have a great program just as good as everyone else's. Um, and I've been in a program where we're, they were in a sim, like similar situation, and we were end up becoming number one in the nation. So um, I think that having that experience and coming here, um, where the, pro- the program was at its lowest, um, it's a rebuild. You have to rebuild, and you have to get the right guys, and you have to build the right structure. Um, and I think that with me and coach and all the other guys that's been around, we just built a structure. Mm-hmm. and a standard of Nebraska basketball. I think there's a new standard now, and I think moving forward that that standard will be held. And if you want to come, you gotta you got to abide by that standard because we want to win and we want to compete just as much as Purdue, just as much as all these other teams. And we believe that we can do it. And I think, some, I think early on we never really believed of the team that we can be. And I think now everyone on the team and everyone outside the team believes in us now and I think that's all we needed was just a little belief and just knowing that we can get it done you know because we we've always been in some tight games that we just couldn't get it done and I think we got over that hump of like yeah we're here now I love that I love that well um going to Iowa for this team that's the next uh next big task and rivalry game on the road coming off the the big win mm-hmm. what's the advice what's how does this team approach going into to maybe getting a stealing a big road win against Iowa um what's the old saying hold your water <laughs> uh just but just just stay still you know um don't get too high don't get too low yeah we beat a new a good team with Purdue but also you got a different appointment the next game and that's going to only make them play harder you know, so we can't get complacent and think that um, we're hot stuff because we beat Purdue. We have to keep it going and just continue to show people why we can, should continue to win games. And we just got to keep taking games from people and not allow it to come in at the hands of a ref or um, not allow other teams to control our rhythm. You know, if we play our game consistently throughout the year, whether we lose, win, or draw, I think we'll always have a good outcome. You know, on the road is, is always tough in the Big Ten, no matter where you go, it's always a battle. We get questions a lot of times from, from uh, listeners asking coaches or players, what's your favorite environment? What was the least favorite environment? What was the toughest environment in mm-hmm. the Big Ten that you went to? 
Uh, I would say I didn't like Indiana's gym. Really? Uh, it was a weird echo in it, and like they're <laughs> all like stacked high. Um, Wisconsin people are just. Yeah, I didn't like Wisconsin people. <laughs> Actually, I, I got to see uh, Brad Davidson while I was in Spain. Oh, wow. Played against them, yeah. But um, I think probably my – I think we have the best gym, to be honest. Really? Like, I would honestly say that we have the best gym. You know, and not to say that other gyms aren't really good. There's a lot of gyms in this conference that gets really loud. Um, you go to a Purdue game, it's going to be loud. You go to an Indiana game, it's going to be loud. Um, but I think we have the best, the best fans in the nation. So that's where I was going to get to. Coach Hoiberg, now people are taking notice across the country. Coach Hoiberg said that when PBA is rocking, it is the best in the mm -hmm. Big Ten. What's been your perspective of how that's grown, that PBA, the vault, is now a tough place for, for teams to come in? It's not going to be a gimme because you're yeah. going to be playing against Husker Nation too. Uh, what's been your perspective of how that's grown to what it is and, and how big of a role they played in that win over Purdue? Yeah, um, so when I first got here, you could uh, feel that the – the fans weren't as locked in, um, and they they didn't believe, you know. And it, and you don't you can't blame them for that. But as I've been here, it's grown, um, and they're selling out. They're selling out the arena um, often, and I think uh, the the fans were just waiting for wins, and we've been giving them that. And they come and they show up and they support and they love and they they go crazy for it. Um, so I, I think they're bought in just as much as as we are and I think they have to see that we were bought in um so once we finally bought in they bought in and they're they're gonna give us their all so you can confirm then PBA is PBA is the best the best okay it's the best it's the best well um give us an update what are you up to what's kind of going on with you right now um me I'm still figuring out my life uh, I'm still playing professional ball I'm planning to uh resign somewhere here soon um, but other than that, you know, just trying to stay in shape. Uh, just came to see some lovely faces and just that's pretty much it, you know. You know, I, I talked to you towards the end of last year when the career was winding down, but it's probably a different feeling when you're still in, it, in the middle of it and then mm -hmm. when it's over and you come back. But seeing how many people were so excited to see you and, yeah. you know, people talking about how important you were and, mm -hmm. and the foundation that you helped lay and being able to knock off a team like Purdue. Yeah. And just coming back and just being so accepted, uh, how what does that mean to you personally? And to have worn that in, and now that you have had time to reflect upon it. Uh, for me, I think that's just a good reflection on my character. Um, and I think for me that that means I did something good while I was here. You know, because had I not, then they wouldn't have cared. And I think that I showed the people that I care for this program, not only for myself, but for this program and coach and my teammates. And I think uh, when you have a guy like that, you, you always want to get on his back and just ride the wave. And I think these guys um, genuinely love me, you know. And, and I'm a guy that, like, if you see me out in public, I, I don't think I've ever told anyone no, you know, um, no matter the age, gender, color, whatever it is. Um, if you want to talk to me, I'm an open guy, and I, I don't mind it. So I think I allow people to just see me for just the person I am, and I think that just... I think that's what carries the most is just people know that I'm a good dude and I'm not a bad person. <laughs> is it pretty special though? I mean, like having that it kind is. of support here? It is, it is, it is. Um, just having that love, um, you know, I didn't think it was going to be like that, you know, just because I hadn't been in that position um, just as a fan. And um, this is like my first time being back since the season. And 
no one's seen me since. So I think it was just a great refresher for everyone to see me, but it was also a great refresher for me to see everyone else. All right, um, last thing I got for you, what would be your advice to this team um, as they really get going in Big Ten play to maybe continue to do something special and uh, do something that hadn't been done here in a long time and get back to the postseason NCAA tournament? My advice was just to stay together. You know, it's a long season. Um, you're going to be sore, you're going to be tired, but we have the group that can get it done. Um, we have the coaches that can get it done. So I would just say, like I said earlier, hold your water. You know, don't get too high, don't get too low, and just be the best competitor every time you step on the court because we can win games and continue to believe because once, when you believe, no one can stop you. And I think this team has done a great job of believing. So as long as they just keep believing in themselves and just keep the outside noise out and just focus on the task at hand, I think they'll get, they'll get the job done. Great stuff, Derek Walker, as always. Incredible perspective. We appreciate your time and great to see you back. And uh, hopefully you'll be a part of a, a couple more big ones here coming hopefully, up in the future, hopefully. right? <laughs> Again, that is Derek Walker, uh, Husker Men's Basketball. Uh, make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast.